Curtain Jerks is brought to you by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android... Whoa! <coughs> Lightning! <coughs> Smoke! <coughs> yeah! Mm-hmm. Love to read! Yeah! Uh-huh. Macho Good man, times! Ra- Macho Man Randy Savage, what are you doing here? Yeah, love to read. Talking about reading. Yeah, got a book right here. Uh-huh. Hey, wait a minute. You know, with audible.com backslash audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. There's a lot of slashes in there. I don't know if any of those are accurate. Really? Let me try that again. Uh, you know, at audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network, you can read things with your ears on your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or your MP3 player. What do you mean? I don't have to pick up a book no more. Yeah, you had the most muscular pinky I'd ever seen when you that, picked up that book. That's right. The the uh, See, the problem is that I have with books is they're my enemy. Yeah, because I always get paper cuts. That's why I always got tape on my fingers. Uh-huh. Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho Man Randy Savage. You don't have to cut your fingers anymore on books. You can listen to these books. No more paper cuts? No more paper cuts. The beauty of Audible is I got no more paper cuts, so I can read even more with my ears. That sounds like a hell of a slogan. The beauty of Audible is no more paper cuts. No more paper cuts for the Macho Man, uh-huh. Huh, no. So you're telling me that I gotta pay for no more paper cuts? See, that's the beauty part, Macho Man Randy Savage. With this, you get a free audiobook once you use the uh, Curtain Jerks promo code. Free audiobook? Aha, uh-huh, yeah, I dig it. Mm-hmm. That's free, and then you're also gonna be free of paper cuts. Free of paper cuts, free of free downloads, free everything. Aha, uh-huh, the show is free. I like it. Aha. Uh-huh. You know what, Macho Man Randy Savage? You're welcome. Let's go to the circus. Let's do it. Welcome, everyone, to Curtain Jerks, right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm your host, Scott Narver. With me is not Steve Sears. Uh, we had a crazy night last night of uh, playing at the L.A. Improv Festival in the cage match competition in our group, Bro Squad 5. Happily to report, we won our first round, so we're going on to the semifinals. And uh, he's shooting some big secret movie that we can't know about. He's signing all these non-disclosure agreements. So, I've got a special guest with me today, the returning... Mark Warzeka, founding member of Curtain Jerks Podcast. Is it um, 12 Rounds Part 3 that Steve is starring in? Uh, I can't say yes. Mm -hmm. I can't say no. Marine 4? I can't say yes. (laughs) Because he'd be great in either one of those. He'd be terrific Mm -hmm. in one of those. (laughs) I think he'd be really bad in Marine (laughs) 4. Steve is the Marine. Yeah, maybe not. No, I, I think even as a guy, even as <laughs> even as a thug on a you know on a boat, yeah, I think Steve would not. I think he'd run around awkwardly. I think he'd fit right in in twelve rounds three. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of running around in that, right? Awkward running around in twelve rounds I, movies. It's, it's well, I would think that there could be more people that would just look at the action that's going on. Like he'd be in an office looking out a window, seeing a car blowing up, like and just going the hell <laughs> he just rehearsed that line over and over again for days the hell the hell man <laughs> hell man i had a i was lucky enough to get a very small part on um mad tv the comedy sh- the sketch comedy show when it was on you're Fox. on mad tv yeah yeah i was on a couple and 
Um, Were you on a wrestler episode? I was not on a wrestler episode. David Arquette counts. I was just on a regular. uh, (laughs) You know, I was not on a wrestler episode, but they uh, they shoot more than one episode in a day. They used to shoot a bunch in a day. Okay. And um, one of the other ones they were shooting the day I was on was uh, Edge was the host. And um, that he's a wrestler. He Mark. is a wrestler, but, but he wasn't in my episode. Okay. But we were there at the same time, and we were in catering at the same time, and I got to briefly meet him, and that was pretty cool. He's a big dude. He's a lot. Uh, he's tall. He's tall. He's a lot bigger than than you think he'd be. But I find that's the case with a lot of wrestlers. When you meet him in person, you go because they're in the ring. They're in the ring with each other, and they're all pretty big. Yeah. And you kind of lose perspective, especially on TV. Like I think Curtis Axel is a prime example of he doesn't look as big as he is. Right. Somehow I don't know how you accentuate that well on television. I don't know if it's the outfit or what you do. But he is clearly a guy's like that guy's way bigger than what he looks like on TV. Right, 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 right. Yeah, he's, definitely. He's the size of Triple H. Yeah, just he's in there with Triple H and and Cena, so he looks a little small in comparison. But yeah, if we met him, he's probably a pretty big dude. So what did you say to Edge? I didn't say anything. I just said, "Hey, nice to meet you." I shook hands with them, and that was. Did it. you actually meet him, or saying "Hey, nice to meet you" seems strange? Like "Hey, nice to meet you." Like. What's your name? I said something first. You know, we were like in line to get everybody was in catering, and I said something like, "Hey, Edge, you know, I'm on the whatever." I'm Mark. Back like, off, I'm on the, Medicare. I'm on the show today. Hey, nice to meet you. We briefly shook hands and okay, got our uh, chicken breasts and uh, left the line. <laughs> I never watched. His That's episode. my thrilling Edge story. <laughs> aren't you glad I'm? Aren't you glad I'm sitting in today? Hey, I've got killer stories like this. Otherwise, it's Steve practicing his twelve rounds three line. Here. <laughs> what the? The hell? <laughs> uh, Mark, you've been up to a lot of stuff. Last time you were on the show, we didn't talk about this stuff, but you've been uh, directing shows. Like We never talked about the the holiday one that I didn't get to see. Uh, oh, yeah. At the, this was a big deal at the Kirk Douglas Theater. Yeah, yeah, I directed a show out here at the Kirk Douglas Theater, um, which is part of the Center Theater Group here in Los Angeles, and it was a lot of fun. It was a, It's a parody of the Christmas Carol as a holiday show. And um, some great people were in it, including uh, Dan Castellaneta, who is the voice of Homer Simpson, yeah. was uh, one of our cast members. And so I got to work with Dan for a couple months, and it was a great time. And uh, a f- mutual friend of ours, Frank Cayetti, who was a Mad TV cast member. Yep, yeah. Uh, and uh, Larry Joe Campbell, who was um, he was on According to Jim. He played Jim's brother-in-law on that show. Was he's he? a very funny guy. Very I've seen funny him perform, guy. Never met him, but yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, it was a, it was a real good time, and the show's coming back this year. We, it really. Got, yeah, it got picked back up, and we're coming back again this holiday season. Well, all you UK people out there listening, you got to get a plane ticket, <laughs> come out. Will it be the same cast? Did everybody sign up again? Uh, we're 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 checking it out right now. Let's okay, see. everybody's get, offers are going out. Uh, I know of a great actor mm-hmm. uh, who would be wonderful in the play. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Steve Sears. <laughs> what the the hell, Santa? Oh wait, so this was the point of my Mad TV story. Oh, okay. so when I, <laughs> so when I first I, I I was on a couple episodes, but I always had very small roles. But the first one I was on, I was I was really nervous about it. It was the first time I was ever going to be on the show, and I literally had one line. But I, pr- I, like, said the line over and over again for, like, six hours before we shot it. What was the line? I don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember? No. What was but the sketch? I, I remember sitting in my car just saying the line over and over again before <laughs> I went in there. I was way over-rehearsed. Way over-rehearsed. What was the sketch? <sighs> Maybe people are mad TV uh, 
crazies out there and they know many of the sketches and they can piece it together from your elaborate telling of the sketch <laughs> while you're just searching. I can see you searching. What the? <laughs> Uh, I don't remember the sketch. I remember what it was. It was some paparazzi bit. I was a paparazzi. I came in to take pictures of, of Jordan who? Peele and Nicole Parker, and I forgot who they were. All right, so Jordan Peele and Nicole Parker. So look for a sketch with those two and a bunch of paparazzi. You'll find Mark. <sighs> My stories are a disaster so far. On and show. you're the one who's wide awake on coffee. I know. Hey, I didn't know I was going to be asked to tell show business stories. <laughs> I was prepared uh, to talk wrestling here today, Narver. Well, we are. It's just, I, I wanted to let people know that you're doing stuff. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, I'm doing these. Uh, well, I have to lie for Steve, <laughs> who's asleep in the other room. <laughs> doing these cool shows. There's a lot. You know, I'm not a big um, Simpsons fan. What? I want to word that carefully. Like, I enjoy the show every time I've seen it, but I'm not a You don't Simps seek it out. I don't seek it out, and I'm not a Simpsons fanatic like a lot of people are. You're a Star and Trek fanatic. I am a Star Trek fanatic. And um, I, so I think that was probably good for me in directing Dan Castellaneta because I think if I were a huge fan, like if Stone Cold Steve Austin was in the show, I probably would have just had a, a meltdown. Like if I were a huge fan. Not Edge and going like, remember we met before? <laughs> I don't remember the circumstances exactly, but we met before. I said it was nice to meet you. <laughs> Because, you know, you got to be – I have to I'm, – I'm Dan's boss, essentially. I'm giving him notes. I'm telling him what to do. And I think that would have been really nerve-wracking had – you know, if I were one of those sort of Simpsons fanatics. But I got to – I got a good glimpse into the Simpsons fanaticism because there were – Right. I mean, people would come. There were – you know, autograph hounds that would wait outside the theater every night with all their Simpsons memorabilia and stuff for Dan to come out the stage door and right. he'd sign it all. And I don't know if they're keeping it for themselves or selling it on eBay or whatever, but he was always very nice about it. Hmm. What if what if William Shatner was in the show? Could you handle it? <laughs> well, George Takei come, came and did the show. Oh, that's right. I remember seeing that picture. Yeah, because we had this thing in the show where a special celebrity guest would kind of appear every night in the show. Uh -huh. So George did it. That was pretty cool. Um, and Jason Alexander and John Morrison, our friend, uh, John Morrison, John Morrison did the show. Yeah. As well? Yeah. He came by and did it too. Did he show his Christmas abs? <laughs> no, he didn't show his abs. Although the girls in the cast were very excited to meet him. They were swooning. The single ladies were swooning as you were you. with George Takei. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Did you tell him? I know it's Takei, not Takei. <laughs> I did. But you know, when I was backstage with them, he goes, we're backstage in the in the green room. Just he's backstage in the green room by himself. Uh -huh. So I came back there and I introduced myself. I said, uh, "Hey, I'm Mark. I'm the director of the show." And he said, "Oh, you are." <laughs> and I said, "Yeah." I go, "I'm. Um, I uh, follow you on Facebook. Uh, you know, I I really enjoy your Facebook. I follow you on Facebook." And he said, "Oh my." He gave really, me an oh my. He gave you the oh my. Yeah, like you would think this is just something he does, like. That's his gimmick. That's his catchphrase. He does it on TV. <laughs> he said it alone to me in a in a room in the back of a theater. It was cool and weird at the same time. I was like, really? Okay. <laughs> Anyways, hey, show business, you guys. Show business. Show business. But now on to the wrestling business. Yes, sir. Uh, we, this past Sunday... Watch Slammiversary. If you follow us on Twitter, you know there was a there was a Twitter explosion between Mark and Curtain Jerks, and we're watching the show. And if you didn't, it was so much fun. Yeah, we had a blast watching Slammiversary. 
thought it was a good show. And everybody, when I put out there on Facebook, like, we're going to be watching. Are you guys watching? Are you going to be checking it out? I know a lot of UK people. I don't understand the system fully, but they have this fascinating system where uh, I guess only a couple of pay-per-views they have to pay for a year. Right. Otherwise, they get them for free. Right. They're um, on Sky Sports or, or a channel yeah. there. Yeah. Um, the WWE ones, I think, show up l- super late on the night. Yeah, because so, it's like, probably live for them. It yeah, would just midnight eight, yeah. or something strange. And then for the TNA ones, I was told it's going to be on today. Oh, that's really late. Yeah, I don't know why today, but it'll be on. It'll be on free television, and they get to watch it. So there is no, I think, pretense with UK people thinking like, I'm not going to pay for that. I'm not going to watch that. But American people? Yes, American people were just constantly like not going to watch it. Who what is that? Why would I watch it? Who cares on behalf of all wrestling fans? No. These are the responses <laughs> I'm getting. Which I don't get it. I don't understand. Like there's a lot of TNA hate out there. I believe they don't watch. Yeah, I, I believe they read on the internet. Don't watch, and it's cool to say, no, I don't watch. Yeah. Well, as you know, and as uh, listeners to the show know, I was a big TNA hater for a very long time, uh, particularly during the uh, the Vince Russo era, which lasted a long time. And we that should be known. If you're listening, Vince Russo doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> if that's the big hang-up. Let it like, go, people. If you don't know, he's not there. <laughs> Who is it, Pritchard or Lagana? Like- yeah, Dave Pritchard and Lagana, and there's another guy named Matt Conway, I think, who um, who basically run the creative, and I think Bischoff and Hogan are very influential in is the creative Is Bischoff still well. there, too? Yeah, he has a role, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he has a role. I'm talking about Eric, just to clarify. Yeah. Well, he's probably, his role is probably like, keep Garrett. <laughs> keep Garrett? That's all I have to say. <laughs> but um, since they had the creative switch over about a year ago, I don't think... Look, I, I'm rarely ever blown away by the show, but I every time I watch it, I think this is a pretty solid show. And um, like I thought, Bound for Glory was was good. I thought mm-hmm. um, Slammiversary was a good show that we really enjoyed. And yeah. there's a lot of stuff to there's a lot of stuff to dig about TNA. There's a lot of stuff they're doing that I really think is 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 good. They are the wrestling show. Yeah, like they are. In in a sense, like that that phrase is kind of lost. I feel because with WWE being the the focal point, mm-hmm. like they make no bones about it. They're the entertainment show mm-hmm. and have wrestling on occasion and won't call it that. Yeah, but TNA will have the wrestling show and they'll have longer matches. I feel they have outcomes in the matches where it's not set. Mm-hmm. Like one, you know. Uh, in WWE, one guy will come out with an entrance, and then they'll cut to commercial, and then the other guy's already in the ring. Mm-hmm. That guy's going to lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or if whoever's got the pay- the pay-per-view match coming up, you know that they're not going to lose. Mm-hmm. All that sort of stuff. Well, on TNA, anybody can lose. Mm-hmm. Like, anybody can get a win. It's a different atmosphere of, like, who can win and who can lose. And it's more exciting. I one feel. of the things I really like – I agree with all that. And one of the things I really like you just reminded me of um, – Scott, last year was their Bomb for Glory series, which I thought they executed very well. Mm-hmm. It's that three-month or so round-robin tournament. It was well done. They kept track of it. Like, they didn't blow it off. They did it for real. They kept close track of it. Everybody wrestled the amount of times they were supposed to wrestle. Mm-hmm. It had an exciting kind of, you know, conclusion. And then um, they're about to head into that again this summer. So I hope they book that as well this year. And it'll it, it'll be fun to watch. It it's going to be more exciting important. this year, Mark. Jay Bradley. 
is in it. Yeah, that's true. Could you pick Jay Bradley out of a lineup? No, probably not. <laughs> I Sam Shaw, however. No, I don't that know. That guy you yeah. know? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was one of the matches on uh, Slammiversary. Uh, yeah, that was weird. That was weird. That was the one that we were probably the most checked out for. Yeah. That was the, you know, uh, palate cleanser. I didn't really watch That's it. That's I, normally what the women's match would be. Right. Was that match. Yeah. Was the rookies, but I think these guys have been doing it for longer, but there's no investment in the guys, really. I was just on my Twitter machine during the Sam Shaw-Jay Bradley match. What were you my t- Twitter machine. What were you tweeting at that point? I were was tweeting t- funny wrestling comments. <laughs> What's your Twitter handle, Mark? So that way everybody knows. Well, I'm just back on Twitter. I I haven't really ever used Twitter, and now I'm trying to make a commitment to it. So I'm on it now, and it's Mark Warzeka, M-A-R-C-W-A-R-Z-E-C-H-A. I'm at Mark Warzeka. You say that really well and fast. I've been saying it my whole life. (laughs) That fast for Twitter? (laughs) Someday I'll have Twitter. M-A-R-C-W-A-R-Z-E-C-H-A. Yeah. Ah, I almost hung up a little bit there. So anyways, yeah, we dug the show. The six-man was good. The show overall was good. The six-man was good. We had the X Division match to start. X Division match was solid. Um, The uh, uh, Saban bled after the match. You rarely see that. That that was so bizarre. (laughs) For Okay, we just have to assume that nobody watched. (laughs) <laughs> so we have to describe these things that happen. Okay. So the X Division match happens. It was uh, Ultimate suicide. X match. Ultimate X. Yes, they're climbing and falling, and uh, it's it's fun. It's good. Um, so it was that weird victory where uh, Saban has his legs and crotch wrapped and around the ropes in front of the belt. So he has to reach sort of behind his own legs. Yeah. Reach back and around. He had to wrestle against his own legs to get the to remove the belt. To remove the belt, and he didn't fall. No, it didn't look like the belt swung down and cut him on the head or anything. I read online that that is actually what happened. That is what what they said. The belt fell on him and cut him in the head. Didn't see it. Like it wasn't clear on camera. Yeah, no, it was not. Watching, and then when he starts celebrating, you see these two super (laughs) long streaks of blood run down his face. It's like, like, did he blade himself after the match? Like, go ahead. I'm going to get color, man, as soon as this match ends. I'm going to show my warrior spirit. (laughs) And then what's the most bizarre thing, the highlight of the show for me. Yeah. It was was so good. Is he's then walking, he's walking (laughs) the ramp, Uh heading up to uh, the entranceway. Yeah, they've got that cool old WCW rampway. Yes, which people hate for no good reason. I love it. Just on top of hating TNA. (laughs) And then it's it's really starting to come down. Yeah. The blood is, there's three lines. He's gushing blood. Four lines. Yeah. It's yeah. It's not a stream of blood. No. It's it's these like one streak like coming <laughs> like a long teardrop that doesn't stop. Um, and then Hogan's music hits. Saban's not cleared yet, and Hogan comes out right for the strangest promo tirade I've ever seen. If Hogan's done a weirder, crazier promo in his entire career, I don't know what it is, and I'd like somebody to show it to us. The only thing I think in the running is the WrestleMania six one. Yeah, the Trump. Uh, it's the one with, but he, was I it know four you, with Trump? Yeah, he's talking about that. The like the building's gonna collapse and all that. He'll swim everybody to safety with Donald Trump on his back <laughs> and all that stuff. Like, but even that, like, you kind of understand what he's saying. Yes, the stuff he said in this was he was like he. It's like oh, he's drunk. This yeah. promo was like 
he's on pain medication for his radiator hand. <laughs> he doesn't know he's popping pills and doesn't he doesn't know where he is. That's right. He had his radiator hand, which you had to explain because I thought he had Mr. Sacco on his hand. <laughs> no, no. He had the worst looking bandaging <laughs> on his left hand I'd ever seen. It didn't yeah. look. It looked like he had a plastic bag on his hand. Well, Hogan, apparently a radiator exploded on his boat a few days before a Slammiversary. And I guess the hot fluid or whatever that comes out of that got on his hand. And it messed his hand up. He posted a bunch of pictures on Twitter and it was bad. When's he going to learn with this boat stuff? Him and Beefcake before WrestleMania 9? Yeah. Now Just this? stay on land, buddy. Yeah. Just stay on land. You have Hogan's Beach. Be happy with it. He almost drowned at one Beach Blast pay-per-view. <laughs> WC, remember WCW Beach Blast where they would have a beach? They would do the show on the beach and have like a moat around the ring. Oh, I, re- I remember the Nitro, the one where people were getting thrown in the water. Yeah. And they're <laughs> yeah. acting as though it kills them. <laughs> Somehow in wrestling, if you fall in the water, it's very painful. Yeah, rather than everybody else who goes, Dick, I had my phone in my pocket. <laughs> but you know, one other thing before we go to Hogan's promo the, uh, about that X Division match, they brought Suicide back. Yes. And he was in the X Division the match. famed video game character. He's being played by another guy. I feel like I don't get that gimmick. Like, what is Suicide? Like, he's dep- what is he? Is that depressed? Masked Rex, like if he loses, is he on? Is he gonna kill himself? I think it's Jeff's Jeff Hardy's dark side. <laughs> I think it has culminated to being a a person that lives outside of him. It's the darkest side of Jeff Hardy. You should be scared of me in this match because I'm liable to kill myself. He's willing, not to kill you. Himself? Suicide is I'm gonna do something to me. Homicide, homicide, makes yes. <laughs> there, homicide made sense. That was like, I'm going to kill you. And Sabu is all of them. He's homicidal, suicidal, genocidal. He's everything. Yeah, he'll take everybody out. Genocidal. So in a match, he will wipe out an entire ethnicity. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Sabu's willing to do that. But anyway, so Hogan comes out and says some of the nuttiest shit I've ever heard him say. It was truly nutty shit. And Saban can't leave yet because he's kind of talking about Saban. Yeah, it was like he was supposed to Boston go out there and loves put... champions. <laughs> like Chris Saban, <laughs> who just like... won. He of course they're going to like him. Everybody's happy the match ended. <laughs> he was supposed to go out there and put Saban over, clearly. But, like, kind of doesn't do it well because he's Hulk Hogan and he doesn't want to put anybody over but himself. Mentioned slamming Andre. <laughs> yeah. That has to get thrown in there. As though people forgot that that's what he did. He goes, brother, I've been in Boston. I remember all the great times I had in Boston wrestling Andre the Giant. It's like, there is no famous match between Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant that took place in Boston. Yeah. Like, what Boston Hogan Andre the Giant match happened? And these people weren't there. Like, maybe there's a couple old guys there. 30 years ago, you idiot. Yeah, come on. I mean, you know, who are the teenagers or the kids that are there? Like, they don't know. Or they weren't, they didn't see it. They're like, yeah, we know about WrestleMania 3. We see it clipped when we see WWE television. They won't show it in full. Then he comes down to the ring. Aces and eights come out. And um, he says the following things to aces and eights. He says something like, brother, here in Boston, we ain't scared of aces and eights. We ain't scared of no ghosts. Because we ain't afraid of no ghosts. Yeah, we ain't afraid of no ghosts. He says, just out of nowhere, he goes, we ain't afraid of no ghosts in Boston. A Ghostbusters reference from 1984 related to nothing that's happening. It made us laugh hysterically. <laughs> it made us laugh so hard that we missed the next thing he said. Yes. Until we replayed it. The, uh, I think the next thing he said was, 
Um, you're a bunch of leather. No, that's the third thing. Oh, yeah, That yeah, for yeah. sure is the third oh, thing. Oh, no, the second thing was, and we ain't afraid of no terrorists. Yes. That was the second That thing. seemed to be the thing that he meant to say in the beginning. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what ghosts have to do with Boston. I don't know if it's haunted. I don't know. Well, it's definitely haunted. It's hundreds of years old, that city. <laughs> Doesn't that mean all of Asia's super haunted? Yes, thing? it okay. is. Oh, okay. <laughs> so... Yeah, ghosts, but terrorists in regards to the the terrorist acts that had happened, yeah. what, a month ago, two months ago at this point? Yeah. But he's talking like – furthermore, he's talking like he's from Boston, like he's a Bostonian. He's like, brother, we here in Boston, we ain't afraid of no ghosts. We ain't afraid of no terrorists. Like you're not from Boston, dude. Yeah. You're not part of Boston. You're just here for uh, the weekend. <laughs> if that. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're probably just there for a day. You Yeah, you might have gotten jetted up. On the day, and then you're out. And then the third thing he says is, and we especially ain't afraid, afraid of no le- three leather-wearing pussies, brother. And then he flips them off. Yeah, he's holding up the three fingers in regards to, like, three leather-wearing pussies, as in you three, and then drops two of the fingers and calls them pussies. Right. And I could not believe it. No, I couldn't believe it yet. And then he says some other shit, and then he goes, all right, well, here— we're going to get this match underway since the three of you are all foaming at the crotch. Yes. Foaming at the crotch. I'd never heard that term before in my life. I've never heard it either. If you've heard of foaming at the crotch in any regard, in a movie, TV, if you if you said it as kids like, uh, oh, man, I can't wait for recess. I'm foaming at the crotch. Please let us know. <laughs> Email well, us. Tweet us. Something. I got to tell you, I Googled it because I wanted to see if this exists in the world somewhere. You Googled it, foaming at the crotch. Yes, I did. Did you tell your girlfriend that? <laughs> no, I did. She'll find it later because I didn't erase the history. You go, what the hell? And I'll say oh, it's God. just the thing I'm into, baby. Um, but it is an urban dictionary. It, it is. is. A, yes, it is an urban dictionary. Is it a recent entry uh, made by Hulk Hogan? <laughs> But it's so – I've never heard it before. And you tried to justify it when we were watching the pay-per-view because you said, like, uh, because they're pussies? Right. They're foaming at the crotch? Well, because Phil Ranta, who's the producer of this show, of course. Three-time guest. Uh, and um, He loves that set. He goes, I don't even understand. I mean, he was being serious. He goes, I don't even understand what that means. Like, there's f- – what, like, your, your, there's fluid coming out of your balls? Your, what, what does it even mean? And I said, no, he called them pussies. So as pussies, they're foaming at their crotch. Right. It's a far more crude way of saying, like, they're getting wet. Right. Right. Cream your jeans. Yes. Cream the jeans. Cream your now jeans. Steve's, now Steve's somewhere and his ears are burning. <laughs> the hell? What What the hell? <laughs> but uh, then, he, then, he, then he introduces all of the babyface competitors in the six-man tag that was coming up. So these three aces and eights guys. Oh, wait. We're skipping one other thing. He randomly turns. There's to, so much stuff. There was so much stuff. He turns to Garrett Bischoff, who was uh, on the, right. one of the three guys on the aces and eights team, and just says, Garrett, you're a bitch, and your old man's a bitch. Just says that. Yeah. <laughs> and Garrett damn near loses it. He looked like he was about to crack up. Yeah. He clearly bit his cheeks hard and like, <laughs> the, the fuck, man? What the fuck, Uncle Hulk? <laughs> I think he calls him Uncle Hulk, right? <laughs> Outside of the room. Probably. Ring. Yeah. Um, or perhaps Unky Hulk. Yeah. Definitely not Uncle Terry. No. No. Uncle no Hulkster. 
Unky <laughs> Hulkster. Unky <laughs> Hulkster. So, so, but so, so the heels are already in the ring. So then he like he introduces the baby faces, Samoa Joe, Magnus, and Jeff Hardy, as if he's sort like, of as if he's like making the match right then. Like this was a like it like he did it like it was like an on the fly thing. I found three guys that aren't pussies in leather, right? But this was a match, you know, announced ahead of time. And as they come out, he still talks after each one arrives in the ring. <laughs> right. You think it would just be like, okay, and then when you're in the ring, do your promo and then throw to the three guys and then go ahead and clear out. He decides to keep talking. <laughs> yeah. It plays off so bizarre, so strange. Like the the match with, uh, was it a slam reversal? The one with Jeff Hardy and Sting. From um, a couple years ago where Jeff Hardy came to the ring. And he was and wasted. Just totally wasted. Yeah. And then Bischoff had to come out and go and shake his hand like, you motherfucker. Like, just lay down like, huh? Yeah. And then he walks over to Sting. It's kind of like that, but no one came to stop Hogan. <laughs> and then Anderson was bizarre, too. Yeah, Anderson did it. He started to say stuff. Like, he started on his way out. He started to talk in the mic. And he stopped. And kept walking to the ring. Mm-hmm. Let the music keep playing. And then when he's in the ring, mm-hmm. we thought he was going to swear at him. We thought he was going to say fuck or something like that. He's saying some sentence of, um, oh, I'll tell you a thing because you're a, you're a really tall feller. Mm-hmm. Like he stops and starts up That's with right. something that is out of the blue. I'm not saying this promo alone is worth $44.95. I but am. If you have, I, I fully endorse it. <laughs> if you have an opportunity to watch this and you haven't watched it, Definitely watch it. And other stuff on the show, the women's knockout, the the women's last man standing match with Taryn Terrell and Gail Kim inexplicably was a fantastic women's match. One of the best women's matches on either, in any promotion in years and years. Yes. Uh, really great. They really left it all out there. They they went to town. Yeah. Really great. AJ and uh, Kurt Angle, AJ Styles and Kurt Angle had a good match. And um, the main event, you know, it was like, it was sort of a garbage match. Lots of stuff thrown into it. But really, I thought a very entertaining match with Sting and Bully Ray with the right finish. And with some inventive stuff in there, too. Yeah. That um, there was a knife. How many times do you see a knife in a wrestling match? Never. God, he pulled a knife. That was that was something else. He's like, wow, this is going to be the best pay-per-view ever. He's going <laughs> to cut Sting. He's going to cut Sting's heart out. But that's not what he did. Because the only time previous to this was Nexus doing this. I've, I've never seen a ring exposed in wrestling. Yeah. So Bully Ray, Taz handed Bully Ray a knife for people who didn't see it. Bully Ray took the knife and he cut the canvas off of the corner of the mat, yeah. pulled it back. So the, so the padding was removed and the bare boards, the two by eights or whatever under the ring were exposed. And he pile drove sting onto that. Yeah. He kept threatening a pile driver because yep. no holds were barred and built it up to that, which was really cool. Yep. And then pile drove him on exposed wood. Yeah. It was awesome. So I say thumbs up to you, um, uh, TNA. Although, as we know, TNA is in a really bad stretch of business right now. This is true. They're this just this past past month, the last few months, they've been doing record low ratings. This past month, they got some of their lowest, I believe, their absolute lowest rating since they've been on Thursday nights ever. So even though I certainly feel like the creative has improved. There, something is not clicking with the broader audience. The, well, this is something that we, I think we can easily figure out. Oh, yeah? Huh? Well, I think we should just call up Dixie Carter. Oh, yeah. Directly. She's a friend of the show. Yeah, she's a friend of the show, and I think I think she can give us the scoop. Like, we don't have to go off these news reports 
and what they have to say. Yeah. Maybe it's skewed. Maybe it is right. Maybe there's some plan of all this. Like we can find out easily. I'm gonna call her up. You right want to call? Gonna... I don't know her that well. Will you do the talking? Yeah, okay. I'm nervous. She intimidates me. I have some uh, breakfast in the in the in the breakfast lounge. We, okay, I will. There's we, also the guest breakfast lounge. You 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 can go in the breakfast lounge. Thank you. Sure. Great. All right. Uh, ringing. Hello. Hello. Dixie. Hello. Hello, Dixie Carter. Ah, is this Jeff Hardy? Uh, no, no, it's Scott Narver. Jeff Hardy, I'm waiting on that shipment you're supposed to send me. Wink, wink. I hope that you're talking about your own action figures that are available I'm to purchase. I'm talking about those Tic Tacs that you're supposed to send me. That's our code word for vacuum. Well, you you may Dixie, we have you on the air. You may not want to say On the air. Jeff Hardy, don't put me on the air. I'm not Jeff Hardy, I'm Scott Narver. Who? Wait, wait, I get that a lot. Uh from Curtin Scott Jerks. Scott Narver, the gut check contestant? Yes. I am gonna leverage this for all that it's worth. Yes. Scott Narver, the gut check so contestant. So many gut check contestants. They just come and go. I can't keep track of y'all. Even though I try to be a polite Southern belle. <laughs> they just come in and get accepted, and then I never see them again. Well, that's you have so many. What, what, uh, what's happening? How many... How do I say this? Uh, How many Long Island iced teas have I had so far today? I'm on my 15th. It's it's 11 in the morning. No, not out here. I'm traveling. I'm on the. I'm in Hawaii. It's 10 o'clock in the morning here. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's right. <laughs> that's right. It's an hour earlier. Serge well, and I on a beach in Hawaii. Really? Yeah, I'm a rich woman. That's why after a hard pay-per-view week like Slammiversary and having to give a whole speech to Kurt Angle, I have to go and relax. You know, you sound like our own co-host here, Steve Sears, who does a little bit of work and has to relax for a very long time. Uh, ah, Steve Sears from the Curtain Jerks? Yes. I love curtain jerks. Are you curtain jerks? Yes, I'm. I'm curtain jerks. I thought this was Jeff Hardy's. I know. Talk calling to talk to me <laughs> about the shirts I ordered. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. No, uh, Dixie, it's not it's Scott. Well, let me ask you about this. That okay. you you seem to think that you yeah. know that it's time for a vacation. It's time to uh -huh. rest up. When We've achieved so much, Curtain Jerk. But the, apparently your ratings are at a record low. Oh, yeah. Well, I just think you got to give it time. I mean, we've only had 11 years. Uh, yeah, you know, you've had 11 years. It's really not a long time in comparison to the history of the world. <laughs> 11 years of blink of the eye. True. Uh, there are a lot of ghosts left remaining in the world that... There's a lot of ghosts in Boston. Did you Are know there? that curtain jerk? I okay. This is. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> Dixie, did you I have something? I am not afraid. Did you have something to do with Hulk Hogan's promo? I wrote that promo. <laughs> you wrote that promo. Well, I was in my hotel uh -huh. in Boston near the near the Boston Commons, which is very old. Okay. The night before Slammiversary. 
What night was that, Dixie? That was on just this past Saturday night. All right, good. I'm just making sure you're clear. I had a few Manhattans to drink before I went to bed, and I thought, because I thought, isn't this fun? I'm in Boston having a Manhattan. It's like (laughs) I'm on a tour of the whole East Coast. (laughs) So I had a few Manhattans, and then I had some ecstasy. And I was just what? relaxing in my room, and I thought I heard the ghost of Paul Revere running up and down outside on his horse saying, the British are coming, the British are coming. Okay. And I was just terrified, Scott Narber, uh-huh. because as a Southern Belle, I'm aware of the scars of war. You know, we're still recovering from the Civil War down where I'm really yeah and i just think that war do you do you still own slaves uh not technically (laughs) because you named them we have help (laughs) do you pay them or do you just give them somewhere to sleep i pay them in tna bucks tna bucks only good at tnashop.com that's right or shop tna.com i apologize thank you thank you get it right (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry that's right i mean you could cash it in for aj styles necklace or bracelet (laughs) a hulkamania t-shirt can you buy aces and eights gear Absolutely. Oh, I figured since they were an enemy of the company, you wrote that promo for Hulk. Oh, that would make sense. Three we, pussies in leather. Sell merchandise of the enemies of the company. I don't know, Dixie. This oh, is our questions no. for you. Curtain jerks, you should come and work for us. I'd like to. I am a gut check competitor. You got a good mind for the business, curtain jerk. Well, what can I say? I've never been in the ring. Anyways, I got scared. So I wrote that in that promo because I said, I ain't afraid of no ghost. And I told Hulk Hogan, tell him we ain't afraid of no ghost because I don't want to be cursed by some Boston (laughs) ghost or follow me me around for the rest of my life saying the. Uh, uh, Dixie, Dixie. Dixie. Ah! Kerringer. You're you're just explaining what was going on. Okay. Listen, Scott, you got to give us a chance, Scott Narva Curtain Jerks. We're on a roll. Sting is the future of this business. Sting is the future of the business. That's right. He's going to lead TNA as the top baby face for the next 30 years. I don't know if he's going to live for the next 30 years. Oh, you're going to be inspired 30 years from now when you see an 84-year-old lead <laughs> baby face still out there getting the job Done. Well, this is the complaint that a lot of people have about what? your product is that you're not creating new stars. Who said it? Uh, uh, jerks. A friend of mine, Jim Richardson. Jim or who? <laughs> His, Jim Richardson, the Jim Richardson. WWE announcer? Uh, no. My he, God, he's got a family. <laughs> well, not that JR. It's another JR. That's JR. Yeah. Uh, uh, plenty of people, people that interact with us. Uh, uh, Casey Needham. Doesn't watch your show. I assume one of his complaints, Who? Casey Needham. Casey Needham from the American Top 40? <laughs> well, maybe. The voice of Shaggy? Oh, that, no, 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 no. That's Casey Kasem. <laughs> from America's Top 40, Casey Needham. <laughs> well, these are complaints. These hey, are... I guess what? What? I, I, if he don't like TNA, I don't need him. <laughs> Take that. I'm, Take look, that. Is Hulk Hogan, Hogan is, is his future star. He's the future of this business. He can't Hulk be. Hogan. He's an old star. Like he's is he's dimming out. His star is, is fading. Dimming out. He just got started. He's got two new hips, 
two new knees, <laughs> and he's ready to go. Look out, you, Bully Ray. You can't because make... at Bound for Glory, 60-year-old Hulk Hogan's about to take that TNA title from round yo waist. I don't think people want to see a cyborg Hulk Hogan come in and beat Bully Ray. Oh, that's what we should call him, Curtain Jerk. Cyborg <laughs> Hogan. Surge! Write down Cyborg Hogan. Look, Dixie, uh, is there anything that you can say to the to the skeptics I can out say there? That there's people that there's the people are gonna be the future of this business, like Rob Van <laughs> Dam. I I don't think Rob Van Dam even works for you now. Yeah, that he's gonna make a comeback. Is Remember when Devon didn't work for us, and then all of a sudden he was unmasked as Aces and Eights? So you're revealing right now that he's going to come back in a big Devon surprise way. Devon has a bright future. Uh, no. RVD has a bright future. Uh, they're good. Eric Bischoff has a bright <laughs> as, future. As what? Why not Garrett? Why talent. Not, uh, talent. Talent of the future of the industry. TNA is about to take over. And one day, in about 40, 50 years, somebody underneath like a James Storm will catch fire. <laughs> and we might even let him get in the ring and get beat by Hulk Hogan just to give him some rub. Uh, well, I, I think if you check, you'll find that James Storm has caught fire. And, and maybe you want to run with guys like that uh, because they're exciting and, and young and can go in the ring. Well, nobody knows who James Storm is, though. He's never been in WWE. <laughs> You All know, right. Have you ever thought of that, Curtain Jerks? I, I guess I didn't. Curtain Jerks. Curtain Jerks. Ye yes, Dixie? Are you listening? Yes. Are you foaming at the crotch, Dixie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Dixie. We got to go. Goodbye. Goodbye, Dixie. Have a good day. <sighs> Mark, did you enjoy those bagels? Can I can I come back? Yeah, you Yeah, you can always Hello? be back. Hey. Oh, Dixie is How'd a... How'd it go? She's... She's a sassy lady. I like her. Really? Yeah. She She uh, seems to be stuck in some old ways. Yeah. Some um, ways of not moving forward in the future. But I, you know, who knows? Maybe some other people in TNA Creative, maybe a Jeremy Borash will get some ideas yeah. through. Yeah, maybe. You never know. we got to hold out hope for the future, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, well, we both watched uh, Raw this past uh, this past week. Yeah. We were co-tweeting. Yeah. Fuck uh, exposed rings and pile drivers. John Cena got hit with an iPad. Yeah. An iPad of doom. <laughs> I forgot about that. You're right. You know, if you're going to suddenly bring a laptop or an iPad into the ring, that should be like a huge spot. You know, don't just throw that away in the middle of a random match. Make a big deal out of that. A laptop would hurt. Like, I have a laptop right here. Like, that That would hurt. That would suck. I don't think an iPad is that bad. You know, you're right. Unless and, it smashes over your head. Which it didn't. And when he's hitting him with it, it's like, this should break. Right. You shouldn't be hitting him with any less force that would cause the iPad to break. Like, there needs to be cracks in it. There needs to be something like, burn an iPad for this. You guys break cars all the time. <laughs> you can't smash an iPad. <laughs> That's true, right? They did. They destroyed an entire grocery store once. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, no, not an iPad. That's Jerry. That's Jerry Lawler's iPad. Don't break that. <laughs> He's got pictures on it that he needs <laughs> yeah. of young girls. <laughs> pictures no, I didn't that... say that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But there are. There probably are. But, I mean, come on. They're, we all know the, what's the going on. The divas are on there, and they're all young. <laughs> Puppies. 
puppies. Um, but there was some, you know, I'll be honest. I can't watch the three hour raw. I cannot sit. It's tough. I can't sit through the whole thing. I'm not, I'm, this, I'm not, this isn't a, I'm not saying this is a comedy joke. I cannot sit through these three hour raws. A comedy joke. <laughs> I know that sounds like a hilarious bit. I can't sit through the three hour raw. It's too goddamn long. It's to not live even th- tweet. It is so tough. It's not even three hours. It's longer than three hours. It's three oh five or three fifteen. Yeah, it's too long for a television wrestling show with commercials. I usually come in late or DVR it and watch just the stuff I'm into. But I do- um boy did Daniel Bryan get a good match out of Ryback, huh? Yeah, every match he has is stellar. Yeah, He's gonna have his own best of DVD by the end of the year. Like he very well should because. Each match he has is just better and better, and the crowd goes more and more nuts for the guy. Yeah, it's been cool to watch him because, you know, I was really into him on the indie scene, and I was really into him in ROH, and we got hi- when he got hired by WWE, I just thought, all right, I think this is just a dude that Vince McMahon is not going to get. Right. Like like Loki or Sin Cara, you know, like where you know these guys are really Anybody good. Anybody under six foot. Yep, yeah, where it's like you know this guy's fantastic, and you th- and it's just like Vince is not going to get him. And he's not going to know what to do with them. And somehow Daniel Bryan has been able to negotiate himself through that weird political world of WWE. Mm-hmm. And his talent has just shown through. And the fans embraced him. Yeah, he's become a major star. It's I cool. think, And I, think, I feel like he's about to go to a next level. Mm-hmm. Like that he's going to blow up even bigger there. Yeah. They should give him a, they should give him a main event run again after this now that they broke up this tag team i assume you'll get it with the reaction he just keeps getting yeah that it's just inevitable that you can't avoid it who's gonna go out there on that current roster and get a better match out of ryback right now nobody he got a great match out of ryback not albert the river (laughs) (laughs) and what else the main event Oh, the main event was a rematch between curtis john cena got hit with an ipad yeah between these two guys but here's the thing i didn't get so last week, they had a match, John Cena and Curtis Axel. Yes. Main event. Yes. The match ends in a countout. Where for, because for some reason, when an ambulance pulled into the arena, even, it, even though it was a half a arena away from John Cena, and there was no apparent threat, John Cena just... No apparent threat. A <laughs> siren is going off, Mark. <laughs> that is a threat. Clear out of the way. Do you think he thought maybe there was some medical emergency that he had to attend to, so he ran out of the ring? And he, does he have some ENT training we're he, not aware of? He thought maybe Jerry Lawler was going to have another <laughs> heart attack and was going to go get the stretcher out. So anyways, John Cena, like a zombie idiot, just gets out of the ring during the middle of his match, wanders over to this ambulance, and he gets countered out. So Curtis Axel wins the match. Uh, but it's not acknowledged on television. Right. They don't announce it. They don't say anything. It just you you find out next week. Right. So, <laughs> well, technically, he won the match. Right. <laughs> and then, so this week, return of Vince McMahon yeah. to WWE. T- Stephanie and, and Vince. Yes. They return. And Vince says, there's going to be a rematch tonight. Mm-hmm. John Cena and Curtis Axel. So you would think... Hey, and he goes, there's a special stipulation. So you'd think he's going to say no count out. Last week it ended in a count out. Or he's going to say it's a lumberjack match, you know, right. which would prevent a count out. Right. Something to build off of last week. Instead, he says no disqualification match. And the match ends again in a count out. This is true. Another count out finish. I don't understand this. What's, what's to not understand? 
Well, do you do you still have Vince McMahon's direct his, his cell phone number? I do. Can can I give him a call and chat with him about this? Yo, you don't get this. Well, fine. I, I want to talk wanna, to him about it. Well, fine. If you don't get it, I mean, I get it. It makes sense to me. But if you want to call him and talk to him about it, that's fine. You, right. you can call him. Oh, this is the number. Yeah, I'm not gonna read this on the so air, many. Then everybody th- would. There's call. three sixes in there. Can, that makes sense, right? All right, I'm dialing. There we go. Okay, it's ringing. Hello. Hello, Mr. McMahon. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, good morning to you. How are you this fine morning? Hey, good. It's Mark Rosecca calling in from the Curtain Jerks podcast. You remember the Curtain Jerks podcast? Uh, uh, yes, I do. Begrudgingly so, but yes. Uh, okay, look, Mr. Morning. McMahon. Look, I know your time is precious. I appreciate you you grabbing this call. I'll try to make this quick. Um, I'm well, just so far you're not. Uh, okay. You're just letting me know that you're going to make it quick, which generally doesn't make it quick. Um, I'm just wondering why. When Cena and Axel went to a countout... John Cena, Curtis Axel, main event of Raw. Triple H's head trauma, you know. Yeah, I know. We're aware of that. Very sad. Yeah. Very sad. Really? It seemed like you were... You were you were healing on the idea of wrestlers sitting out when they get concussions. By the way, that you were turning that into a into a heel kind of thing to do. Well, if he tries to if he tries to show me up, I'll kick his ass. Because you were you you positioned it so that you got booed for saying that a man who had serious head trauma and a concussion should not wrestle. You got booed for saying that. So you were you were making it seem like. The good guy, if he's the true hero, oh, he's should a good guy. Should, is he should come and fight he's back? A good guy, is he? Uh, he had sex with my daughter. Okay, all right. All he right. had sex with my daughter. I'm sorry, Vince. Babysitter. That son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, Vince. I, I don't like this at all. I want him to forget. I want him <laughs> to be so concussed that he forgets and he leaves her. That, that's and then terrible. She's a pure little angel again. What? She? What? She wouldn't be a pure little angel yes, again. She she's would. already. It's already. It's over I, now. I, you think I can't revise this? I've revised everything else in wrestling history. I don't use that word anymore. I've revised history of entertainment. Well, you know, Vince, if she, if Triple H left her, Stephanie just might find another wrestler. She could be with, uh... She oh, could... test? Oh, nope, he's dead. Okay, all right, Vince. Nope, no test. Vince, we're off on a tangent. Now, I meant to call... I meant to ask you about the count-out mm-hmm. finish. It, just Cena and Axel had a count-out finish on Raw. Uh-huh, Then, yep. you're a legendary wrestling promotion, promoter. Why... For the rematch, did you did you make it a no disqualification stipulation instead of a no count out stipulation? Because so they could they could go at it and there would be a deciding factor of who would win. No, we we had we got another count out. Exactly. You saw that Curtis Axel can stand in a ring for the count of ten. Well, that doesn't. I don't think that's getting Curtis Axel over. I gotta tell you. What are you talking? He's he's the biggest heel in the company right no, now. No, he's not. No, he's getting no reactions. Any any babyface cannot stand in the ring with him for more than ten seconds at a time. Nobody cares about. Nobody's cared about countouts in wrestling for like forty years. The Vince. fans are. Uh, Flabbergasted. Well, yeah, they are flabbergasted. They can't, they That's can't true. understand. They're thinking, "Oh no, John Cena! How's he going to win this match against Ryback? Because at one point there's going to be a lumberjack match. He's clearly going to want to go outside for ten seconds and talk to all the guys. He's going to lose that fall. You know, they're, they're he's going to go, Darren Young. We look alike. You're a black me. All right, look, Vince. There used to be a, a real logic to stipulation matches, uh-huh. like, for instance, the steel cage matches. Uh, yes. Those would come at the end of a feud uh-huh. when the heel kept running away from the babyface. Right? He would get counted out. He would right. get disqualified, uh-huh. and, and you'd get frustrated. You'd want to see the babyface beat up the heel. So then you'd say they're going to have a cage match, and so then... he can climb out of no. the ring and get away no. victorious. But the face <laughs> will win by running away scared and not 
beating them decisively. No, no. The cage. The point of the cage match was that so that you, the wrestler could not escape the cage. So the babyface can come out and say hello to all the children and sell merchandise. I, I don't think you understand. They can come out and take pictures and give hugs to little kids yeah. and say hi to the moms. I don't think you understand. Thank them for coming the... out and having a fun time at WWE programming. Yeah, I, I don't think you understand the... I don't think you understand. Yeah, you know, I mean, I like the, you understand. There, there's a tables match coming up at uh-huh. Payback. You know, it's part of the three stages of hell or whatever yes. the heck it's called uh-huh. between Cena it's and Ryback. Called Rayback. Payback. Uh-huh. It's called WWE Payback. So Randy Orton's on the cover. Yeah, of the poster. So that that would make me think that uh, you know people would pay to see these guys go through tables, but actually we're seeing Ryback put through people through tables, including John Cena, for free, like every week on television. Three stages of hell. Uh-huh. One of the stages of hell will be a tables match. Right. I just and you're that. you're seeing the capabilities that Ryback has of putting John Cena through the table. Yeah. So you know it's inevitable. You know, has it ever occurred to you that Stephanie and if Triple H left, that Stephanie and Brodus Clay could get together? I mean, he is funky, and funk is on a roll. I love dancing fat guys. Okay, thank you, Vince. No, thank you're you welcome. For your, okay. You're welcome. Right, Order payback. Okay, goodbye. Did that clear everything up for you, Mark? Not really. What do you mean? Uh, well... I guess we'll just have to order the paper I guess and find so. out. I guess so. <laughs> it is time for Jerk Tweets. Every week, go to twitter.com slash curtain jerks and send us your hashtag jerk tweets. We've got a couple uh, here real quick. Phenom Classic 93 says, what is your favorite commercial that features a pro wrestler, i.e. Kane and Chef Boyardee, uh, Booker T and Hungry Man? Can't even believe this is a question. Hands down. No doubt. Macho Man and Slim Jim. There is no competition here. That is a good one. Snap into it. Uh, Snap into it. I, for some reason, I was always fond of the uh, Kurt Angle uh, video game one. Like uh, I think it was SmackDown 2 with him in the hotel. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What about the – here's my least favorite is Smiley Seamus in these Kmart commercials that oh, are running okay. currently. No, no, what's worse <laughs> is, the, uh, is, is the Miz and – what is it, Walmart or oh, Target? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where he shows up at a birthday party in his tights? <laughs> and all the kids are super jealous. It's so creepy. And then the kid's hugging him at the end, like, with his face pressed against his hip. And, like, can we keep him? And the mom's like, uh-huh. And Miz is eating cake, like, no. This is a terrible commercial. That Cut to Miz on the National Child Predator watch list <laughs> registry. Nambla. <laughs> um, also, he asks, Mark... Have you seen Aliens yet? Uh, I have. I've not seen Aliens yet. Oh, all right. That was a running bit that we were doing here on the show for a while. What's well, not a bit? I'd never seen Aliens, <laughs> and uh, Steve Sears really wants me to see Aliens so much so that when you guys were at NWA from Hollywood, now Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, this would be brought up during interviews. Yeah, when we were interviewing wrestlers, we were talking with them about Aliens, and I've never seen it. And now I just won't see it just because just to frustrate Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll keep it frustrated. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying this one right. Is is male kid uh, says Ryback says he's unique equals warrior promo Goldberg chance RVD tights Hogan catchphrase Hulk rules and big Papa pump music. Yeah, that's broken down pretty well. I mean, he really is sort of a Frankenstein gimmick, right? Like he just took stuff that worked with a bunch of other guys and plugged it into him. And uh, he's, I, you know, I like I like him a lot better as a heel in this current run than anything yes. he's done so far. Yeah, I think this is. I think he's starting to really get into the groove with this. I always thought he was pretty good, but like, yes, this is far better suiting to him. Yep. Yeah, but um, you know, he still gets those Goldberg chants, so I think uh, 
I think our uh, our listeners making a good point here that uh, it's derivative and th- that's still bugging the fans. Yeah. Like that's still on when people see go uh, see Ryback, they're thinking about these other wrestlers and they're still chanting Goldberg at him, which isn't good. I think all he needs to do is grow out his hair. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think that's it. I think that'll that'll easily solve this whole thing. Yeah, it might. Uh, Chris Bickley Five says Dixie Carter claims that TNA has signed a big free agent. Who do you think it is, and who would you like it to be? Could it be friend of the show John Morrison? Well, we found it's not John. We found out who it is within the last couple of days that it's Quentin Rampage Jackson, which is Quentin Jack, uh, Rampage just did. He is the. I thought he was just showing up for a special appearance. I guess he's the guy. I guess he's the really? guy. Yeah, I guess he's the guy. I love Quentin, but he's done a deal with Bellator and TNA, and I. It's my understanding is that that's the guy that Dixie was talking about. So it'll be like King Mo, where they say we got King Mo, and he never shows up on the show. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> wow, I did not know that it was uh, Rampage. Rampage. Uh, well, uh, star of the A team. Star of the A team, yeah, mm-hmm. and former uh, UFC light heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he could be if he's got the athletic ability and was dedicated. I think he could be a real draw in wrestling. He could be. He's yeah. he's a great talker. Yeah, he and got a great look. At great some talker. point, Chael Sonnen would uh, come around too. Yeah, you know, I tweeted Jim Ross mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago and said, uh, uh, "What's your Twitter handle, Mark?" Uh, Mark Warzeka, M-A-R-C-W-R-Z-E-C-H-A at twitter.com. Uh, but I tweeted Jim Ross a couple of weeks ago because he was he put something about Shale Sonnen. Uh-huh. And I said, you got to get Shale in WWE. And he answered. He replied to my tweet yeah. on Twitter. And he said. Uh, Blocked. <laughs> he said Shale's uh, future is behind a UFC microphone. So I don't know if he's going to come to WWE or not. Well, there's a guy who's not working too hard. He he loves wrestling. Yes. He's a legitimate fan. He can talk. He's an athlete. Boy, Shale could come in and do a run against John Cena and make some money. I think think that could really draw. Oh, that'd be awesome. He's as good, if not better, of a talker than anybody in wrestling. Yeah, he's, he's... He sells fights just by what he says alone. Yep. Like, it's not – he can get you not on the matchup necessarily. He can just get you on shit talking alone. Yep. Um, You know, to close out, Mark, uh, we've been – we just got some some stories from uh, some of our listeners recently, but I thought with you here, uh, I shared a story last week that I filled you in about the beginning of the show of – you know, uh, going to meet wrestlers and, and mm. trying to have that moment where you, you want to say something cool and you just you just deflate and you say something embarrassing right. or or you feel dumb or the wrestler looks at you weird. I was wondering if you had one of those types of stories to share this week. You worked as a ring announcer. Like, you've met tons of guys throughout your time. You worked on a SmackDown. Uh, you clearly met Edge and uh, <laughs> shared chicken breasts. I probably have. I probably have lots of times when I've embarrassed myself in front of wrestlers. Uh, uh, one story like that that comes to mind for me, though, is meeting, um, attempting to meet Drew Carey recently, okay. who's not a wrestler, but did appear in the Royal Rumble. Uh, and Mark, he's a WWE Hall of Famer. That's true. That's true. And I was out here uh, in L.A. at Bob's Big Boy. Okay. And the, Delicious the restaurant. And Drew Carey was in there. Okay. And um and what year was this roughly? Oh, like had... this was like not long ago. Oh, it was okay. like a year okay. ago or something. And um Drew and and I, w- I realized like as he's coming out, I was coming out and I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna have a moment to talk with 
Drew Carey here if I want to. Okay. So I'm quickly like, what should I say? What should I say to you know impress him to grab his attention? <laughs> say something people don't usually said. Mm-hmm. Say could you know quickly brainstorm like could say an improv thing. I'm an improviser. He did, hosted whose line is it anyway? Right. Could say a wrestling thing. Right. He loves wrestling. I love wrestling. We both attend Lucha Vavum regularly here right. in Los Angeles wrestling right, show. Right. But. I happen to watch these videos that he makes, these sort of niche libertarian videos he makes for oh. this website called this libertarian website called Reason.tv. Okay. These cool videos, and um, I kind of I dig them. I watch them. I figure not a lot of people must ever say this to him. This is going to be – this is my choice. This is – I'd totally go with you on this. If you were brainstorming with me, i go, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, go that route. Yeah, i go. When you say WWE Hall of Famer, I'd be like, fuck you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I actually wasn't giving you shit for it. So he's coming by me. I'm going one way. He's going the other. I'm like, hey, Drew. And he's like, hey. And I go, uh, yeah, really enjoy your videos on Reason.TV. And he goes, hey, yeah, thanks, ma'am. And just turns and takes <laughs> off. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I've miscalculated. You thought you had your in. I thought I was like, I thought he was going to go, oh. I mean, I thought he was going to get th- be thrilled. <laughs> thanks, man. Great. And we talk about libertarianism. <laughs> I'm not a libertarian, but just to talk about it with Drew Carey for a while. And then we'd get into wrestling, we'd get into improv, and we'd be best buddies from that point on. And it didn't work out? It did not work out. Let me ask you this. Was he wearing his WWE Hall of Fame ring? I don't think so, no. (laughs) Probably a toe ring. Or with that guy, a cock ring. Well, so wraps up another episode of Curtain Jerks. Mark, it has been a pleasure having you back on the podcast. Hey, it's been a pleasure to be here. I hope Steve has enjoyed his time off and uh, is nailing his line. The hell? The hell? <laughs> oh, we, uh, we're we very excited to hear about his secret movie projects that hopefully at some point soon he'll reveal here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can follow Mark at Mark Warzeka on Twitter. That's M-A-R-C-W-A-R-Z-E-C-H-A for funny wrestling tweets, libertarian tweets, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, talking with Jim Ross about uh, what WWE should do in the future. Saucer. Being shot down by Jim Ross. <laughs> yes, being shot down and being blocked by uh, Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> he blocks everybody. We haven't been blocked yet, but he will just block one people. day. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and uh, uh, so uh, for Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narber. I'm Mark Warzeka. Enjoy your wrestling, kids. What a great show today. One of the best. Always the best. Great bests. If you want to get interactive with Curtain Jerks, which I know you do, Steve. I, absolutely. That would be another great best thing to do. Go to Facebook.com slash Curtain Jerks. Hey, that's a great place to see photos of you with wrestlers and interact with stupid. us. I look stupid. Hey, you look pretty classy. But yeah, get interactive with us. You can talk with us on there. We post matches, photos, videos, all kinds of stuff. Is there another way we can interact with our fans? We can. We can interact with all these jerks at Twitter. Twitter.com slash Curtain Jerks. What a great Twitter handle. We tweet all the time. We, we tweet at breakfast. Tweets. We do live tweets of shows, live tweets of live events. I should wake up for breakfast. Yeah, you should. You could tweet it. And of course, listening to Curtain Jerks is massively important listen to curtain jerks on comedypodcastnetwork.com stitcher radio and itunes all free rate and review us on itunes makes oh, a big difference that's to us. huge yes yeah, huge fantastic. makes us a global phenomenon you have received this transmission from the comedy podcast network For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.